The following is a part of the Radio Memphis On Demand service. It originally aired live on Radio Memphis and has been edited for time. Here we as, are. As if it happened by magic. <laughs> it did. It did. It's, it's, it's all magic. It's all run by monkeys and cats. It's, it's how this, yes. how this whole station operates, dude. <laughs> monkeys, cats. Oh, my. And a few. <laughs> yeah, right. right. <laughs> uh, here, joining us in the studio, uh, Ryan Lee Crosby is here. Hey, Ryan, how are you? Hey, how's it going? Going well, going well. Thank you for coming in. Glad to be here. Really glad to be here. You've got a, uh, you got. A, we're going to hear from you here in a bit uh, performing, but uh, and I also also have a couple of tracks that uh, that were sent into us. Uh, but you've got a show tomorrow. Is that right? Yep, I'm playing uh, with my friend Sean Marsh, who's here with me, and uh, we are uh, supporting R.L. Boyce from Como, Mississippi. Boy, that's an act right there, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, you've come from a pretty diverse background yourself, though. I mean, not just blues, but you you were you were fronting a punk band at one point, I think. Yeah, I mean, over the last uh, couple of decades of doing this, um, played uh, had a punk band, did a lot of writing songs on my own with an acoustic guitar, studied different world music traditions. Yeah. Uh, played rock and roll. Yeah, a lot of different things. Yeah, what led you to the blues then? Um, you know. Well, uh, the way I think of it is that when I was a kid, I heard the Ramones and John Lee Hooker both right around the same time and uh, really connected to both of them. And, you know, when I was when I was a younger man, I played rock music and then that just eventually, I think, evolved into, you know, um, curiosity about blues and uh, trying to actually play it. And I think, you know, for me, when it started, I had uh, about 10 years ago made a record where I recorded, I played all the instruments, um, but I didn't really have a sustainable way of, of presenting that. And then right after I finished that record, uh, I saw a video of Arl Burnside playing in the 70s. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh. This the one where he's outside doing uh, Jumper on the Line? Yep, that's the one. Yeah. That's the one. And yeah. I, I was amazed at how somebody could uh, get all the exciting elements of rhythm, melody, uh, you know, a really hypnotic harmony with the one chord blues, foot stomp, the whole thing. It could all be done with a voice and guitar. And I thought, oh, I want to try to learn about how to play in that style any way I can. And um, it just took off from there. So, so did you go down the finger-picking route then? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the dead thumb, I think, is what it's, what it's called, where the thumb is kind of on its own and the rest of your hand is doing something completely different. Yeah. yeah. I understand learning that is not an easy feat. No, no. Well... It's on For some people, it comes naturally, I know, but... Um, I've been very fortunate, I feel like, to have a couple of really good teachers and uh, a lot of opportunity to develop. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I met, right around that time, 10 years ago, I met a man named Paul Rochelle uh -huh. um, up where I live in Boston, and uh, he's an excellent country blues player and, um, you know, spent time with Sunhouse and... Uh, John wow. Hurt and you know had so um, I started studying with him um, that was right around the time I also first heard Skip James and so yeah. I knew that as soon as I heard Skip James I thought oh that that sound is is you know I want to try to learn about that and so um, you know Paul I think you know through his experience had some facility with that style taught me about it and uh, soon after that I started touring Europe every year and uh, a lot of 
my finger picking developed on those trips. And then that kind of eventually led me down to Bentonia to meet Jimmy Duck Holmes. And, you know, I'm learning about the style from him now. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It, you, you still live in Boston? I do. Yeah. And yeah. So, and then why aren't you here? <laughs> yeah. Why aren't you moved here to come be a part? Of, we've, we've, we've seen a lot of that. I mean, a lot yeah. of... A lot of artists from around the country and around the world just they just come here to immerse themselves in this soup, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, style. Yeah, I mean, Memphis is one of the only places in the U.S. that I feel like I've come to where I've thought, oh, this is you know, of anywhere in the country, huh. if I could maybe live anywhere, you know, it would be great to live here. It, there's um, there's a resonance that you feel. I mean, literally, the moment you yeah. get off the airplane. Yeah. 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 And the climate is vastly different here than it is there. I can tell you oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah. We don't we don't get that big uh, those big northeastern storms in the snow here, and uh, and it gets very hot here. It's very special here. The summer, as you yeah, probably yeah. know. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, it's twenty degrees hotter here than it is yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. Right now. yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, I noticed you're, you're playing a twelve string. Is that right? Mm-hmm. How does how I've, you're the first person that's, that's been in here with a twelve string playing finger finger pick style blues? Oh yeah. Yeah, and we've been on for a long time, so yeah. that has to that's that that just expanded the learning curve, I think, a little bit, or steepened it. Well, uh, a little bit, I suppose. But I've been playing it almost almost as long uh, as I've been focusing on finger style. Mm-hmm. So it's it, to me, if I don't if I don't have it, I feel a little uncomfortable. Right? Really? Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. So clearly, you're not in a position to change tunings that often during a show. So, are you in an open tuning? Or are you you standard? Or are you capo? Or how uh, how is it that you work this thing? Uh, I this guitar, I tend to either keep in standard or the uh, the cross note bentonia tuning. But mm-hmm. it, it's tu- right. yeah, but it's tuned down anywhere from you know two to two to three steps, depending on what I'm playing. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. 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 That was the that was the uh, the old the old man's way of protecting his music too was by having these really weird creative tunings and yeah. nobody could ever figure that's that right. out. You know? That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. Uh, that we've we've heard of that being released at, at eulogies. Oh, by the way, he was tuned in. You know. Yeah. yeah right. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's that. Yeah. That, I remember Brad Webb doing that. That was that was so funny. Yeah. That I mean, it makes it really hard for somebody else to sit in with you or learn what you're doing or. Oh, or yeah. yeah. Uh, in fact, one of the guys learned it from uh, one of the one of the perform one of the older guys broke a string. I think is what it was. Right before, right as he was getting into his first tune, mm. and another guitar player grabbed his guitar and ran it over there to him. And said, "Here, play mine," and he retuned it. And at the end of the gig, he took the guitar back and figured out what the tuning was. Ah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's shifty, that's for sure. But uh, but yeah, uh, we do have a couple of uh, recorded stuff from you. So you have spent some time in the studio. You've got uh, you got any records that are out available now that uh, people can get their hands on? Yeah, there, I have a number of records. Uh, not. Probably about half my records aren't currently available, but a few of them are on my Bandcamp page. Yeah. Um, RyanLeeCrosby.bandcamp.com. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I made a record here in Memphis that'll be out next year, which right. I right think on. I sent one of the songs. Yeah. Uh, to you guys. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. We'll play. We'll play those later. You yeah. Know. Um, but yeah, uh, I have a fair amount of things that. Yeah. My RyanLeeCrosby.com is a way to. Find That's the best way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where'd you make the record? Um, at Delta Sonic Sound with Bruce Watson. Yeah. 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 It was a good experience for you? It was wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Making a record in this town is, is is its own reward, I think, sometimes. Yeah. Well worth the trip. And uh, to get to record with, you know, the man who made all the, m- most of the records that made me want to right, you know, right. play this way in the first place was, um, 
is wonderful. Uh, I, I'm assuming, like everybody else in the in the world, uh, last year was a bit difficult with the uh, with the pandemic. I mean, it probably cut your show schedule down a bit, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, I went from touring, you know, close to three months a year to, um, you know, not playing at all. Right. Yeah, and and even still, you know, there's not not a lot of music. Uh, I think it feels to me like it's relatively little music at home compared to you know the only shows I've played in the last year have been uh, in Mississippi mm-hmm. yeah. yeah 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 which yeah. is you know and, and here too I mean places I want to be playing in anyway but yeah there's not much going on at home yeah I've been teaching yeah. a lot instead yeah. yeah so what is the blues scene like up in Boston what is what's how what is that like uh, well, is it vibrant? Is it is it busy? I mean, it's hard to make that comparison to Memphis, of course, but yeah, I mean, I mean probably, generally, yeah, probably can't compare anything to Memphis, but um, I think there there is a community of people at home who who love the blues, appreciate the blues. Uh, you know, some folks like me, like um, who have been trying to make trips down south. Uh, my friend Ilana Cats Cats. Uh, she's a blues fiddler and singer. She comes down here. I think, I mean, before the pandemic, was coming down here probably a couple times a year, like yeah. me. Yeah. Um, uh, my friend Peter Parchek is a great electric oh, yeah. blues guitar Yeah, we know player. Peter. Yeah, he's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, Big John Short uh, from Worcester comes down to, I know at least to Mississippi every year. I'm not sure if he comes through Memphis, but um, yeah, there's probably, you know, 10 to 20 artists I could think of that love and appreciate the music and we sort of you know i think boston is known more for rock music oh of course uh, yeah and and hip-hop music than blues but but yeah there's a community of people that that is it is there is there a blues society there there is yeah 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 and uh, the whole road to the ibc stuff you've ever gone that way have you come here to play in the ibc or or taken part in that you know uh most of the time when the um when the uh, the sort of early like you know if I were to try to uh, get involved with it in Boston, uh, most of the time when that happened, I would be over in Europe playing. So I've never, oh I got gotcha. you because it's always in either September or October, mm-hmm. which is usually right. when I would go over there. So I've never had any experience with it. Um, but some of my friends have uh, Ilana Cats Cats. I think Sonny Jim Clifford uh, won one, and I don't know if he made it down here or not. But he's a great young. And it's a it's a it's a hell of a week down here in, in, in January. I mean, it, it becomes more of a high school reunion in an, in an aspect because yeah. you know it's it's like a family reunion, right, really. Right. Because yeah. you know you know everybody there, and you're getting to hang out and spend some time with these folks, and then oh god, the jams that happen in the middle of the night. It's you know yeah. it's, mm-hmm. you know it, I'd love for you to to give it a give it a give it a try sometime. Yeah, I mean, it feels um, it, yeah, if if you know, it's something that I feel like aware of the fact that I have not experienced. Right. Yeah. Well, there's there's still plenty of time, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, unless, yeah you're be, unless you're going to be unless you're going to be in Europe, are you going to be in Europe this uh, this this fall or winter? No, not this year. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. 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 Usually that takes, you know, like a year of planning and uh so I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. This year. And, you know, the whole getting there and coming home, that's a pain in the butt, but you know, yeah. And these days, that seems to be a, more of an issue. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah, you got to whip out your vaccine card and be tested four <clears throat> or five times, right, and you right. know that that kind of crazy stuff. Um, well, you got the guitar. Let's uh, let's hear let's hear let's hear a little bit. Okay. Yeah. 
adjusted. Um, so I'll play uh, I'll play a song that um, was inspired by uh, Robert Belfort, who I got to see once, and uh, you know I just tried to watch his hands as closely as I could. Um, and uh, so I've been playing this song for a couple of years, and uh, it's sort of taken its own twists and turns, but um, yeah, I recorded this in Memphis with Bruce Watson, and it's called I'm Leaving.
something in my soul that's dragging me sound of the 12 string it's that's it's, it's, it's haunting different yeah, yeah it, it does have haunting. kind of a haunting yeah there's yeah. like a cotton patch sound happening off in the distance in there yeah, yeah i dig that oh yeah thanks it's uh it is an inspiring instrument it is yes uh, yes but you know and, and it's like you don't have to complicate it you know that's you know there's a lot of a lot of yeah, you know, there's a lot of a lot of guitars, a lot of blues guitars. They don't, they don't run too many effects through their, their rig. They're just playing barefoot right into the yeah, yeah, right, the amp right, and let the yeah. amp do the work. You know, that's what the guitar is for. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, I haven't I haven't plugged into a pedal and well, sometimes sometimes we'll use a chorus pedal, but uh, I don't know that you'd need it with that thing. <laughs> but what what year is that? Well, this that looks a, like an older Fender. It's an old neck and a new oh new body. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Frankenstein sort of. Mm -hmm. Oh, far out. Yeah. The guitar itself, I think, is kind of a work in progress. And, uh, you know. So is this your build? I mean, you're piecing together? Or did somebody do this for you? I'm, um, I'm just curious. Yeah. And a, um man who did it for me named uh, Jim Meradian, mm -hmm. um, who uh, passed away a few years ago. But he used to play bass with Ronnie Earl. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he. Uh, it's hard, hard to see, but he took, he sort of cut away uh, a little more. A I little think. more at the base of the neck, yeah. Yeah, but then I think added something to. You know, I actually I, I can't quite remember, but you can see he, he yeah. tweaked something. Yeah, um, but there were the neck of the pickguard meat. Yeah. yeah, and he cut he cut this too because this is actually a, a neck for an acoustic guitar. Really? Yeah. So I think the scale length. Uh, there's something about the scale length he had to he had to adjust wow, a little bit of it yeah. that's really cool yeah it's a cool guitar it, it is it's man. gorgeous it really is it's absolutely yeah. beautiful guitar yeah I love those um, the you know the 60's Fender Electric 12's yeah, but yeah. you know they're they're very expensive oh yeah. my god yes. yeah you could buy a small island with one of those things yeah, <laughs> yeah that's yeah. true yeah, <laughs> well no, it's back you know when quality mattered I mean you know right right now it's just all punched out and there you go you mm -hmm. know don't get me started about Gibson, no less, either. They're oh. auto, automatic tuning things. Oh, screw oh, that. Yeah. yeah. No, that's great. Uh, tonight, the, the show uh, happening at uh, Crosstown at the Green Room. Oh, uh, or tomorrow, tomorrow. Excuse me. Tomorrow, yeah. But yeah uh, with, oh, today's uh, Friday. Yeah. I, I, I've lost all track of time, all sorts of time. Yeah. Uh, you're going to be opening for R.L. Boyce. What, uh, and this is, uh, what, what time is the show? Uh, the show's going to start at 7.30, yeah. and uh, Sean Marsh is going to play first, and then... Yeah. Um, I'll play uh, in between Sean and, and R.L. Boyce. Yeah, that'll be fun. R.L. Yeah. Do you know how much the tickets are for this? I think they're 15. 15, I think. That's easy, man. 15 yeah. bucks, three great acts, yeah. one room. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Um, I need to take this break. When we come back, uh, we'll chat a bit more, and we'll, we'll hear another tune from you. How's that? Okay, great. Great. Ryan Lee Crosby in the studio. We'll be back with more right after this here at Radio Memphis. Stop. End your weekend with the blues. 
Booze and Blues with Rick and Jeff, Sunday nights at 8 Central on Radio Memphis. Crosby at Radio Memphis there for the Winter Hill Blues record. And down so long, Ryan's in the studio with us. Uh, I was kind of blown away there by looking at the uh, the, the little uh, my little cue thing here, and it says that uh, that record is 2022. We ain't there yet. No, this is... Um, it's a, it's a soon-to-be-released thing, is it? Yeah. 
So well, th- well, thank you for letting us sneak that out there. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for playing it. Oh my God, yeah. That's it's got to be the first first time it's played on the radio. Well, how about that? Yeah. Well, if we'd have done that, we'd have made a bigger deal out. <laughs> but it'll it'll get more airplay. I can tell you that. that's that's wonderful. That's some really. Oh, thanks, thanks. Yeah, and it's nice it's nice working with a uh, with a band, isn't it? How nice having a rhythm section with you. Yeah, yeah. They they are great musicians. Those guys, uh, George Slepik on drums and Mark huh. Edgar Stewart. On oh, and yeah, we know those guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great rhythm section. Yeah. There ain't nothing wrong with that. Really, yeah, really good. George Slepik is something else, man. He's he's the best. I mean, you know, uh, like he's he's just absolutely the best. Yeah, and Mark Edgar Stewart is such a sweet soul. I mean, he is just a delight to be around. Yeah, I I did not get to spend that much time around him because he was just in and out, you know, like re- recorded real quick and was gone. But George, uh, I got to spend some time with, and um, last so I guess maybe January 2020, uh, Sean and I also played a, a, in the green room. Mm-hmm. And George uh, played part of that set with me, yeah. so I got to spend some time with him there. And then one of my little, uh, you know, during especially during the lockdown when you needed something extra to do to, um, you know, feel to try to stay sane, you know. Right. Uh, I got myself a four-track cassette recorder and I started recording songs with George playing drums um, remotely. Oh wow! Uh, so I have like a, I made like a little album of songs with George. Oh, that's cool. Like cassette. one of those old Fostex 4x4 deals that yeah. was actually on cassette. Yep. Hissy and everything. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I tried to get minimum hiss. But, right, yeah. right, 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 right. Well, there's something about that, though. I mean, you know, there's a bit of a nostalgia that's attached to it. But besides, you can drive the hell out of a tape. Yeah, type, oh, two, God, yeah. type 2 cassettes. Yes, yes. Yeah, type 2 cassette. Get yeah. your levels right. Yeah. 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 Oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah. That's that's awesome. Showing our age here. Uh, yeah. But well, so, you know. you know, I got to stay in touch with George a bit through the pandemic. Uh, that way, working on songs together yeah. and everything. So, I know he's working with uh, City Champs right now. And that's, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's, well, that's a hell of a thing, man. Those guys are good. Yeah, I would love to see them. Well, yeah. how long are you going to be in town? Uh, just till Sunday. Oh man, I know. short. It's a short trip. Yeah. Yeah. It, it I initially I thought I was going to try to come down and just stay down here for a few weeks, but you know, things just uh got Life gets in the way of actual plans. Right? Yeah. 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 Yes, it does, <laughs> doesn't it? Uh tomorrow are you are you playing solo or you got a band behind you? Nope, just playing solo tomorrow. Yeah. There ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah, if George was in town, I would have surely asked him. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. At least I don't think he's in town. I hey, but he look at it this way. You don't have to whack up the money any other way. <laughs> That's a yeah. good point. <laughs> um, when yeah. I was first, yeah, first taking lessons with this, I think Paul Rochelle told me, uh, I think Johnny Shines told Paul early on that when you when you play with a band and you get paid $100, you have to take $50, keep it for yourself, and give 50 to the band. When you play by yourself, you get $100, and you put 50 in one pocket and 50 in the other. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I like that. That's that that's, stuck with me. That's <laughs> well, as John Lee Hooker once said too, if you ain't playing, you paying. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. you gotta you gotta keep going, and I and I hope things open up for you where you can get back out on the road and you know perform and sell some more records. And yeah, thanks. I hope so. Yeah, because really, it's if it weren't for ticket sales and T-shirts, man, everybody be hungry. Oh yeah, you know. And there's a lot of that right now. There's a lot of a lot of hungry artists that are trying to find their way through this. So right, you know, right. I think if we get through this winter, I think we'll have a decent spring ahead of us. And yeah, that's what yeah. I'm hoping. Yeah, we all are. Yeah. Um, how about another ten? Sure. Um, 
Maybe uh, I'll play something that um, <clears throat> comes a bit from uh, what some of the things Jimmy Duck Holmes has shown me. So, um, still in standard tuning here, but uh, yeah, Jimmy has a song called Slow Down, and uh, you know, I tried to watch and listen to him play that and sort of, you know, maybe add add a little... I don't, I don't know if I want to say I'm adding something to it, but I found that when I would sing and play what I observed in him, I found myself, uh, yeah, adding some other parts yeah, as well. Some Extrapolating a little yeah, bit, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Not that anything he played needed any addition from me, but... Well, you know, it's your interpretation, yeah. though. Yeah. yeah, it filtered through filtered through me in a certain way, I guess. Well, okay, then. Yeah. Um, so this is a song called Slow Down, and... Uh, Especially in the last year was something I would sometimes play to... To slow yourself down. Yeah, Yeah. soothe soothe myself in the midst of... Knock that anxiety out, yes. Oh, no. 
That's really, really good. Yeah. I'm I'm glad that uh, there is somebody like you out there that is keeping that style of blues alive. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's we're hearing less and less of it, and it's original material too. That's that's the that's the beauty of what you're doing. Well, um, I feel very very fortunate uh, that Jimmy has been so willing to you know spend time with me and um, very openly uh, teach me about not only the style but also I think you know. Uh, how to be with music I think mm -hmm. you know yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's one of the most valuable things is uh, observing I mean he'll show me technical things in repertoire but um, just as meaningful as seeing how he how he plays how you know when you when you're really sitting next to him like you know knee to knee with him and feeling what his you know energy is like when he's playing mm -hmm. that to me is you know you have to you have to travel thousands of miles to to get that yeah you, you have to uh, be in that space there's no there's no two other ways around it you know? yeah I mean you know he's um, extremely generous with his time and will show anyone who wants to learn about it if you go to the Bluefront Cafe in Bentonia he'll he'll sit down with you and teach you a little bit yeah he's yeah. um my experience of you know of means that he wants people to know it and he's not uh what's the word selfish yeah i mean he's he's extremely giving about it and he, yeah he doesn't he doesn't like hide it or 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 sort of yeah. you know hold it close like he's really like it's a secret or, or yeah no that's yeah. important i mean yeah there there needs to be more guys like you that that aren't afraid to to jump into that style of the blues and, and shine that light on what those what those cats did a long time ago, you know. Yeah. That well, was yeah, yeah. There are a few other um a few other musicians besides myself who uh who have been going down there and um you know, also doing doing that same kind of thing. Uh Robert Connolly Farr, who is from Mississippi but uh lives in Vancouver, has spent yeah. a lot of time with Jimmy and made many trips and he's made some some records that uh really incorporate you know that bentonia style into what into his own sound um yeah uh uh philip sable is uh from mississippi studying mm -hmm. jimmy and um mike munson from uh minnesota uh there are there are other people who i'm surely forgetting um but yeah I, I, and i think you know some of those musicians i've talk to more than others or no more than others I think we're kind of aware of each other online but I right. think that there's um, yeah there is this shared value of, of recognizing you know how meaningful the, the, the music is and, and and Jimmy's playing and music and the blue front and uh, just you know the, the whole the whole sacred thing that, that happens yeah. there yeah. yeah do you miss the punk music now? You know, it's funny. I feel like the Blue Front Cafe to me doesn't feel. It's like a, it's like a kindler, gentler, you know, punk rock club. <laughs> That's because we're all getting old, man. That's what that is. Right, right, yeah. right. That's what it is. Uh, yeah, it feels, you know, like um, surely they're they're to kind of compare CBGBs and Blue Front is like. <laughs> That's a reach in and of itself, but I'll let you have it. 
I, so I can only speak from my own point of view, which is that I've played in both places and that when I have stepped into the Blue Front, you know, I've thought to myself, there's something here that reminds me of, like, my days of when I used to play in basements. and Right. You know, that sweaty rock and roll thing, yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know. It's pure. Yeah. Those 30-song, yeah. 45-minute sets, you know. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, I mean, you know, like, I took this guitar into the Blue Front two weeks ago, and I can still feel... The kind of you know, uh, there's a little bit of residue on the neck yeah, from yeah. from being in that room. Being, right, yeah, yeah. Right. That's, yeah, that's awesome. Um, and so yeah, it, I feel like it's it's all it's all the same. Yeah. In, yeah. in my mind, to some degree, I can see a, a through line in my own life. Of, well, that's right. That's right. awesome. That's yeah. good that you still maintain a touch with that. You know, yeah. you know, keep doing what you're doing, man. Thanks. thanks. You, you got it going on. Uh, for those of you in the uh, Memphis area, uh, get on over to the Green Room there at uh, the. Uh, it's in the Crosstown Center uh, tomorrow, seven thirty. You said seven. S- doors at seven. Show at seven thirty. Sean Marsh is playing first. Sean Marsh will be there. Then you have uh, Ryan Lee Crosby here, followed by R.L. Boyce. That's a hell of a show. You know, if fifteen Boyce, bucks is what yeah. it takes to get in there, that's worth every penny yeah. plus some. R.L. Boyce, we hardly even uh, talked about him, but that's he's gonna. Oh man, that's the real deal right there. Yeah, you're gonna boogie at that thing. Yeah. He's the reason to go tomorrow. You gotta go see <laughs> There's three reasons, quite frankly, yeah, and y'all really, should go, and yeah. it's a bargain at twice the price. Uh, so head on over there, Ryan. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. Sean, it's yeah, good to see you, man. Um, yeah, next time you're in town, come stop in and say hey. Yeah, for sure. For All right. Sure. Cool. Um, so here in just a bit, Chili Bill's going to join us. But before we, you know, before we dispense with it all uh, completely, I was going to play I'm Dissatisfied. Oh, sure, yeah. So here it is. This is Ryan Lee Crosby right here at Radio Memphis. <laughs> Bye. 
proceeding was produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated and originally aired live on Radio Memphis. Any offers or advertisement contained may not still be valid. All rights are reserved and copyright is held by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated, Memphis, Tennessee. For more, look for all the RMOD players at radio-memphis.com. <laughs>